Blog Talk Radio. Night edition of the Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Didi. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Bonsoir. Comment allez-vous, Papa? <laughs> <laughs> I need a translator, Papa. Comment allez-vous, Kettle? I'm well. I'm well, thank you. How are you guys doing? Bon, bon. That sounds like English. Uh, I'm well, thank you. <laughs> good, yes, good, good, English? good, good. Bon, bon. Been running all day, but, uh, you know, time to take it down. All right. And it's time to fire it up. I know that's right. Ooh, what a week it has been. Yeah. It has been a true week. Mm, it's hot. Hot as a firecracker outside. It sure is. They said it was uh, feeling like 102 in the DMV today. That's a lot of heat. A lot of heat, a lot of heat. Now would be a good time of year to have it. Mm-hmm. Would you say going to put an egg out there? <laughs> yeah, you can put an egg out there on the pavement It'll fry up by itself You don't need a frying pan Yeah, if you leave them in the car They're going to be soft-boiled by the time you come back Yeah, crazy yeah. All right, well You want to go ahead and get into it With the rundown What we have on the on the slate for tonight Sure, sure. All right. Let's get into it. All right. Well, we got our hot topics. You know it's it's hot as it's hot as outside. <laughs> Four uh, uh Chicago police officers are fired for cover up in the Laquan McDonald killing. Interesting. Thousands of prisoners released as new reform effort takes effect. And also Eric Garner's mom calls for police who killer killed her son to be fired. Also, um, I'll hit it and quit it headline. Congresswoman um, Johan Omar returns home. Also, the House passed $15 minimum wage. And Elijah coming. That's going to be very interesting. What's popping with Papa Didi tonight? Our weird news also. A Florida man tied up, wife's lover, cut off his teepee. Okay. Um, Toxic Lake in Russia becomes selfie sensation. Also, U.S. Air Force warns against joke events to storm Area 51. I'm just saying with red wine, diversion doesn't make it go away. Living for the city with Papa Didi, my Hollywood wrap-up tonight. Cocktail of the week is called the Wiki Wacky Woo. 
think you guys like it. It's kind of a twist uh, from the Long Island Ice Tea. Also, our kiss it list and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, the Wiki Wacky Woo, and we'll be back with the hot topic. Hey, sweet Ben Rouge, this is Red Wine, and if you haven't heard of the Pajama Party Show, you have been missing out. We've got hot topics, hit it and quit it headlines, what's popping with Papa Didi, weird news, and I'm just saying with me, living for the city with Papa Didi, and the Hollywood wrap-up with Kettle, the cocktail of the week, my favorite, and the world-famous kiss it list, and of course, the last word. We serve it up every week on A Pajama Party Show, and nobody does it like us. You can call us each week live on Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern at 914-803-4306, or you can listen live online at www.apajamaparty.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at A Pajama Party. Hi, welcome, welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm uh, one of those Papa D. I'm here with Kettle and Red Hello. Wine. Bonsoir. Yo, yo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yo, yo. Okay. <laughs> yo, yo. Well, let's go ahead and fire it up with the hot topics. Uh, Kettle, you're on deck first. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, right. <laughs> what you got for us? Let me put my deck shoes on then. Okay. Okay. Well, hold on. Uh, four Chicago police officers were fired for a cover-up. Doesn't surprise me. On the gentleman's name of Laquan McDonald. Kill him. A Chicago police panel on Thursday fired four officers over the shooting death of a black teenager, Laquan McDonald. This happened back in 2014, a case that highlighted racial tension in the United States' third largest city. The release of the dashboard video of the shooting in November of 2015 ignited many protests in the city and calls for the resignation of then-Mayor um, Rahm Emanuel. Um, oh, that's the cat from uh, Obama's administration, right? Yeah, that's where he came from. Okay. Um, the video had a key role in Thursday's decision as the images it revealed contradicted police reports. The nine-member city police panel found in the decision released online. The panel fired the officers for violating the policy, the, I'm sorry, the police code of conduct and the alleged cover-up of then-death um, of the McDonald, who was 17, um, who was carrying a knife but walking away from officers when he was shot 16 times by police officers. Come on, man. Really? Yeah, I had to go to that extent. That is crazy. And it's uh, just crazy. It says the panel found that um, Madragon... Sebastian and um, Vera Motis, who were all at the scene, lied of or exaggerated about what happened to protect fellow officers. Hmm. A fifth person in the case, former Chicago police officer uh, Jason Van Dyke, was jailed for nearly seven years after being convinced of second-degree murder in 2018. Wow. So Van Dyke, who was white, was the first on-duty Chicago police officer to be convicted for the killing of a black person. 
he had originally faced 20 years, but he ended up doing, um, what did I say, seven? He ended uh-huh. up doing only seven years. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So they are gone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Wow. That's just crazy. Finally, they have been caught. You know, police officers have been called on the carpet about an incident. And why do they have to shoot the guy 16 times? I don't I don't understand that. Yeah, and in the but, back. If he oh was running, God. my goodness, that means that he wasn't a threat to them. He was trying to get away from them. Right. If anything, shoot the man in the leg or something. I mean, you, it's, it's like his target practice. I know, unfortunately, they're, they're trained to shoot to kill, but Come on, like like Papa says, they they just scared of us apparently. But the man is running away, like you said. It just doesn't make any sense to me. No, it doesn't. How can anybody be a threat to your well-being or to your life if they're running away from you? Right. I don't understand. So it. it sounds like they weren't convicted; they were just fired. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, yeah. they just more or less getting away scot free. Um, you know, I guess they're more or less saying it's justifiable, but we don't want this kind of conduct on our police force because it's going to bring too much backlash. So, well, doesn't that seem like an oxymoron? How do you say, well, it was justifiable, they did the right thing, but we're going to have to fire you? Yeah, yeah, I guess they just don't want that conduct on their police force, but you know, the, 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 the family could get them on their civil rights. They can still go after them individually. They don't have to go um, forward like as a group. They can go individually, you know. Yeah, that's true. So, we'll pray for their family. Yeah. Uh. But I think they did get an undisclosed amount of money, though, from the city. So, I think it was like $6 million, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. But it doesn't justify nothing. It's just I'm just glad they were able to get that. Plus, those police officers are gone. Hopefully, they won't go to another police department and do the same damn thing. That's my thing. And you know that's what they sometimes happen. Right. You just leave one county or one district or you know one jurisdiction and go somewhere else. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. It's unfortunate. But see, if you have a negative view of people who don't look like you, you take that same mentality with you no matter where you go. So, you know what I'm saying? The problem that they had Mm -hmm. there in Chicago, if they go somewhere else or even to another city in Illinois, for example, they take that same Mm -hmm. mentality with them. So you're prone mm-hmm. to have the same problem all over again, just in a different location. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, my thing is, you know, maybe they, they, they need to say, well, you can't, you know, you have to change your profession. You can't become a police officer because, unfortunately, these people are licensed to kill. And because they are police officers, everything is justifiable. Well, so. I know that's part of the problem. Well, I know Mm -hmm. part of the problem with teachers that do stuff that they shouldn't be doing is that there is no national database to keep up with it. So a teacher could, you know, do something to a kid 
and in mm-hmm. Chicago, for example, and then just go to Champlain or, you know, somewhere else in Illinois, and there's a good mm-hmm. chance that their record won't follow. It just doesn't make any sense to me. As advanced our technology that we are, we don't have a national database because people do not want to work together and provide that service. Well, I wonder, do the do the police have one? I'm saying I know the teachers don't because we talked about this in a previous story a few months mm-hmm. ago. You heard anything on that, Papa Didi? No, I haven't. See, I don't know whether the teachers, I mean, the police are in a national database or not. Well, probably not because, <laughs> unfortunately, by a certain code, you know, <laughs> they have yeah, their own code. So. Nope, I'll well forget it. But anyway, all right, move on. <laughs> okay, wait. Do we need to put somebody on the kiss it list? I say put all four of them. Hey, why not? Go ahead, right ahead. Put them four police officers. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, in other news, we've got thousands of prisoners are getting released. Uh, because this new reform effort is starting to take effect. Uh, Nearly 3,100 federal inmates are going to walk out of prison or did walk out of prison today as a provision of the sweeping Criminal Justice Reform Act passed by Congress. Imagine that. Congress actually accomplished something. Uh, The mass release is the largest since the First Step Act was signed into law after a rare bipartisan push last year. So it looks like 45 actually did something useful. Um, But this applies mostly to drug offenders and inmates serving sentences for weapons charges. So this was uh, initiated by a recalculation of the number of days that inmates accrue every year for good behavior. And then they applied it retroactively under this new law. So that's what was helping people to be able to get out. So there was a news conference that was held earlier this morning at the Department of Justice where Attorney General Jeffrey Rosen announced that $75 million was being redirected from existing Justice Department programs to fund the First Step Act for the remainder of this fiscal year, which ends in September September 30th is the end of the fiscal year. And um, there's some people who are thinking or fearing that some of the advocates for this program who had originally questioned the department's commitment to reform may end up with some egg on their face, but, you know, who cares? So at this point, about 1,100 inmates that were imprisoned for crack cocaine offenses have been released early as a result of sentence reductions because of this first step back, and hundreds more that were convicted of crimes are now looking towards a shorter prison term. So it sounds like, you know, it's a good thing, because we all know you got people sitting in prison for, what, a couple of crystals of crack, and they've been in jail for, like, ridiculous amounts of time. And I'm not even going to talk about Epstein. You got this Bama who's trying to duck and dodge even being in jail, although he's locked up right now. But anyway, I divert. So, but they go on to say that not all 3,100 inmates being released are going to actually walk free. 
because at least 900 of them are going to be transferred to a state or immigration custody as a result of a detainer that's placed on them. So, you know, it's always a trick. You know, they said we're doing this thing and reduce your time, get you out and all of that, but then here comes the trick and the trap. So they're saying about at least 650 inmates are going to be moved to Immigration and Custom Enforcement, which is ICE facilities, and then entered into a deportation proceeding in accordance with their sentence. So I guess if they have people who didn't have their papers in order, who've been in jail, that were illegal immigrants, they're going to let you out early, and then they're going to deport you and get you one out of here. I, you know, this is, once again, I'm like, so is, I wonder, is anybody going to give them any kind of opportunity to apply properly now that you're being released, or are they just looking at them as, you're an ex-con now, we want you out of here. So they're going to basically herd them all over the ICE. ICE is going to process them. And I guess they're, you know, trying to send them, send them, um, you know, get them out of the country. I don't know. This, this just sounds crazy. It's like it started out sounding like it's a good thing. Then you see, oh, okay, so anybody who is an illegal immigrant, you're just going to basically kick them to the curb, give them the ice, and say, y'all deal with them. Mm-hmm. Uh it sounds like, you remember it sounds like that's how they filtering them out. I suppose. You mm-hmm. remember Jeff Sessions, who used to be the Attorney General? Mm-hmm. Well, when this whole thing came to be, he was the uh, Attorney General at that time. He came out against it and debated it in Congress because I don't know why, but he was saying he just wasn't with it, wasn't feeling it. But then Barr, mm-hmm. who's now Attorney General, um, has pledged to fully implement it. Mm. So I just feel like, you know, most of these guys, they don't do something just for the kindness of it. It seems right. like it's always a flip side. And now I'm seeing part of the flip side is now this gives them an opportunity to get rid of some more illegal immigrants. So anyway, that that's what's going on with that. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's the the other side of the coin, right? Wow. What are we gonna do next? Wow. Oh. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. What you think about that one, Papa? It's pretty heavy. Well, you know, like I said, people don't do something for nothing. We're just out of the kindness of their heart, so. Uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that one and see what else they do. All right, we'll move on. What's happening in other news, Papa Didi? Well, I have, um, well, I thought that was, uh, you know, one thing I wanted to comment on the story you just did, it said federal prison. Right, it is federal. Not state prison. No. Now, they've been living a life of Raleigh anyway, and that's a federal prison. So for them to get out early is really no big deal, and I mean that sincerely because federal prison is a lot different from state prisons, you know. They're mandated different ways. They're supervised different ways. They're contracted to be cleaned certain ways, and the state just doing what they do based on the budget given to them. Mm-hmm. 
anyway, just want to put that out there so people know the difference. Um, Eric Gardner's mom, the gentleman was killed in Staten Island. It's so ironic to look at the news and uh, when you've seen the cop going for sentencing, he got on his little choir boy jacket, his little new Beetle Bailey haircut, looking like he's actually proper. Now, the day he did it, he looked like he was some type of a gangster. Mm-hmm. Now, when he went to trial, he was dressing all like he was so meek and innocent, like a you know poor little boy. And apparently, it did some good. It influenced the uh, the judge and the jury, whoever was there, to say that it was a uh, very circumstantial. And uh, so, the guy got away with murder. And he only was aggressive because he had four or five more cops around him. And it was almost like, take down a nigger real day. Let me show you all my raffling skills. It was so crazy, you know. Um, but Gwen Carr, who's the mother of Lady Eric Gardner, whose death was uh, filmed as police placed him in a chokehold. This happened back in 2014. Called for all the police officers who were involved and her son's death to be removed from the New York Police Department. The DOJ has uh, the DOJ has killed Eric all over again, and today we are the ones who are finding it difficult to breathe. She said, mm. and it's so sad that this gentleman, uh, the uh, attorney general, was the one to put the, the straw on the camel's back to make that happen. You know, and uh, it just goes to show you that. Uh, we have to put him on the kissy list. Oh, Barr is a mess. He, he's just, you know, he's another Trump puppet, you know, doing whatever he asks him to do. And he, he has to sleep with that. So. But anyway, um, Carr, the man, Carr's demand was uh, published on Wednesday, the fifth anniversary of uh, Gardner's death. It's been five years already. All right, she pinned it in uh, her reaction to the Judge Department's decision a day earlier not to press federal uh, civil rights charges against a uh, Staten Island officer. But now that she found out her son, uh, that the police is not going to jail, she's going to she's going to try to pursue it any way she can. So, uh, it's just so sad that the whole situation was caught on camera and for that family to see their loved ones killed on camera Whenever a newscast wants to show it for the upkeep yeah. there. Over and over all week long. Over and over again. He's up here talking and they just, they hold nothing back. They just ran the clip. Yeah, run the clip on Gardner. He's down there. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I'm like, why are you filming somebody on their, on their dying bed? You know, so interesting. Yeah, she's been giving them all kind of heck. She said, her son said 11 times, I can't breathe. And they kept being super aggressive during the whole evolution. Didn't change at all. So. When I saw that one cop that was had like was up on top of him once Mr. Garner was on the ground, this dude was holding his head down to the concrete with both hands while he was saying, I can't breathe. That just brought tears to my eyes. You know, it just made me feel like, what kind of country are we living in? I thought we were progressing and starting to get beyond all of this race racism and 
hatred for people based on their skin color and all of that. And it's like we're just going in reverse. <sighs> it's a lot to handle. Too much for me. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of news today. Well, I guess we got to keep an eye on this story, huh? Yeah, I mean, even though their family got a, a large cash settlement, clearly no amount of money is going to bring back Mr. Garner. Mhm. Yeah, she would have went with. Anything, let them go totally free. Yeah, that was ridiculous. He even do five years, ten years. Something. How do you say, oh, yeah, they didn't do anything wrong? I thought chokeholds were not a police procedure, that they aren't supposed to use chokeholds. That's what I remember when that case first happened five years ago. And now they're saying the statute of limitations has expired for mm-hmm. something. I'm not sure for what, but... You know, I, I, I guess for him to be convicted, I guess. But, you know, my thing is, you know, a lot of times when they're in court, they keep pushing and pushing things back. I mean, I know the court is booked up, but, you know, you don't give the uh, prosecution enough time to, 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 to do the case. If it's a statute of limitations, then you should try to get me with, in court within three years. You know? Yeah, you would think. Mm-hmm. Because maybe you're up against your right. Right. But maybe that's some the strategy, you know, their strategy, the police officer strategy. Keep pushing it, keep pushing it. And then that statute of limitations would be there, you know. But, uh, you know, murder is murder. That's what I thought. I mean, I guess that's not considered, I guess, uh, homicidal murder. I don't so, see how it isn't. Yeah. You take the life of a person that can't defend themselves, that sounds like textbook definition of murder to me. But unfortunately, you know, I'm quite sure that just like the president is protected by certain things, the police department is protected by certain things because what they're doing is justifiable and yada, yada, the same rhetoric, you know, that you go Uh through. Um, You know, that's why, you know, when you want on, on a court. Um, on a jury or something like that, and they ask you, well, do you have some bias against police officers or their opinion, what they say? Uh, heck to the year, because we see most of them lie, and because they stay right. under a uh, certain umbrella, you know, to protect each other. So one is not going to rat on the other. I mean, look at the famous movie with the Serpico, and they try to kill him. And yeah, thank God true. he survived to tell the story, you know. Am I right, Pop? You're right about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, he's about to tell it. Yep, he told it. Uh, and I haven't seen Serpico in years. Yeah, but, you know, that, that, that kind of pulled out a lot of things about the police department, you know. So, huh. It is what it is. So, so, but let's continue to follow the story. It's going to be interesting. All right. Well, we're going to take a a musical break. Uh, Tonight, we are celebrating the birthday, or the, uh, what do they call it, the the solar something. I forgot the other term for birthday people use. But anyway, celebrating the birthday Mm -hmm. of songbird Lena Chanel that sings the theme show, theme song to our show. 
All right. So we're going to hear a little something from Miss Lena Chanel while we take a quick break. And we're coming back with the Hit It and Quit It headlines on Pajama Party Show. Welcome back to the Pajama Party. I'm one of your hosts, Papa Gita. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And that was mm-hmm. the musical talents of Miss Lena Chanel. You can check oh, her out wow. online at Lena Chanel, like the perfume, lenachanel.com. Check out her new music and what she's got going on. But we just want to wish her a very happy birthday. All right. Whew. All right. Well, we're going to keep it moving and go into the uh, hit it and quit it headlines. And uh, let's see, Papa Didi, you got the first story in the hit it and quit it headlines. Do I really? Yes, you do. It's on you, Papa Didi. Okay. uh, What's going on? This uh, congressman, uh, her name is Omar. Uh, looks like uh, Ilhan, how do you pronounce Yeah, that's right. Ilhan Omar was greeted at the Minnesota-St. Paul Airport. It's a very nice airport. I've been there. By more than 100 supporters, uh, organizers and well-wishers uh, carried homemade signs and said, welcome and welcome back to Minnesota. You know, we love you and all that. After a week of uh, racial turmoil that she uh, took at the hands of uh, 45 himself, he went in there hard, you know, saying to go back to where you came from and all that. And, well, nobody's telling your wife to tell, go back where she came from, and she's just as far as anybody else, you know. So anyway, um, so it sure feels good to be home, she said. She held a little conference right there at the airport. Once they greeted her and yelled for her, she had a mic at a podium, and she took advantage of it. She said it sure feels good to be home. She said uh, that she was defiantly, she was criticized by him with his racial policies and promised to continue standing up for her uh, beliefs and points of views on her uh, different uh, Medicare for All town hall that she's having this evening, as a matter of fact. So she went back there to hold a little town hall. But it uh, doesn't seem like she has any, uh, everybody's a friend. He has no foes there in Minnesota, you know. Just like Prince said, he was, it was nice and cold there. That's mm-hmm. fighting. So I guess she wasn't too phased by all of the verbal no, digs she, from 45 this week. 
No, because she went home and got a fresh start, you know. I mean, sometimes you got to do that. You know, just get a fresh start and, and come back to your society. Once you yeah, strip down and take it down and wash your hands and brush your teeth and go home and eat some home-cooked meals and mm. all that and then go back to D.C. stronger. Plus, they're on summer break anyway. So, oh, they are? Of course. I mean, they admit. realized they were in recess again. Mm-hmm. Again. I mean, they may be casually back, but um, over the past holiday, they were really not even there. So, but they, they, everybody's there for special counsel when it comes to Trump. So, mm. he'll obviously want to lose in the any time. But I uh, got blessed for going back home and uh, getting some reassurance and things of this nature, you know. So, what do you think about while we're on that topic? What do you think about? All of this stuff that went down at uh, Trump's rally in North Carolina, when the people were chanting the send send her back. Well, you know they should really throw Trump under the bus, them people, because Trump said I wasn't directing them; they were doing it on their own. Blah blah blah. He, you know, like Bye. somebody. You ever see somebody that drives real reckless on, uh, let's say, Route 95, mm-hmm. and end up four people crashing? And that car drives off into the sunset. Right, with not a scratch. Which I think he definitely was directing them. Just because he didn't say the words, everybody say this. You know, he's trying to claim, I didn't tell them to do that. They just did that on their own. My problem with it is that, but you didn't stop them. You didn't once say, no, no, let's not do that. You were inciting and encouraging it. So to me, it's just as bad as whether you had said, yeah, let's do that, send her back and all that. I don't care whether you verbally said the words. Your behavior encouraged the people's actions and reactions. So that's a crock of crap for him to sit there like, no, I I didn't. I never said that. And he's going around on all these news shows saying, I didn't say that, I didn't do it, and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but you didn't stop him. You didn't correct them. You sat there and let them go at it, walking back and forth past the microphone, nodding your head like yes, yes, yes. So to me, what what is that? You didn't put your hand up like stop. You were nodding your head, which is an ascension. You were assenting to their behavior. So how can you say you weren't a part of it or you didn't do anything to encourage it? Hmm. He's full of crap. It irks me for him to sit there and just boldface lie. I don't understand. How does he keep getting away with the lies like this? I don't get it. What do you think about it, Kettle? Yeah. <laughs> it blows my mind every time I see some crazy stuff like that. And I'm glad that the four women have attacked him, so to speak, and gone through Congress. They're trying to do something about it, so. My thing is impeach, impeach, get rid of his ass, you know. But mm-hmm. who's to say that Pence is even better? I mean, he, he might be worse, you know. So, if he goes, well, he's a mealy mouth liar too. So. Yeah, you're right. I think both of them are just as bad as the other. Right. I mean, that's that's what he knows. That's how he knows to get by. 
his vocabulary is limited, and he's he's just a bully. That's all. He is truly a bully. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I have no words. He had to put 45 on the kiss it list. I, I have no words for him. Oh, he's got a permanent place on the kiss it list. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I try to listen to the things he's saying, see if it's anything that's tangible or anything that makes sense, but, hey, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I try, yeah, it's kind of hard to find any logic in that. Yeah, I just can't do it. Okay, well, in other news, the House has just passed the $15 minimum wage bill uh, Mm. on yesterday. Now, this would double the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour from what it currently is, which is, what, $7.50? This would mark the first increase in more than 10 years, and it's the highest increase ever. Uh, The passage of the bill is a victory for the fast food workers who've been pushing for a $15 minimum wage across the country for the last five years. They're saying this is long overdue, and it's what we need and we deserve, uh, said one of the McDonald's workers out of St. Louis, Missouri. Um, This person from McDonald's, name is Douglas, is 61 years old and has been working at McDonald's for 13 years, earning 7.25 an hour for practically the whole time. At 61 years old, that's not even a living wage. But anyway, that's why they're pushing to get it, um, you know, to to get it raised. So this bill is expected to boost pay for 27 million U.S. workers lifting 1.3 million households out of poverty, according to an analysis that was released earlier this month by a congressional economist. I'm sorry, economist. But the the Raise the Wage Act does more than just lift the wages. This is going to tie future changes to the minimum wage, to changes in middle-class pay, and it will go far in boosting paychecks for underpaid workers at a time when employers are refusing to do it on their own. So, currently, the 7.25 an hour minimum rate was set in 2009, right in the middle of the Great Recession. But since then, America's lowest paid workers have lost about $3,000 a year when you consider the cost of living and how that works according to calculations from uh, the Economic Policy Institute. So in January, the House Democrats introduced the Raise the Wage Act, which would eventually raise the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour, but it won't happen completely until 2024. So the law would also tie future changes to changes in the median workers' pay. So if middle-class wage goes up or down, then the minimum wage would keep up with that. Uh, mm, That sounds tricky. Like I said, it's always two sides to this stuff. Uh, Big business groups have not been happy about it because, of course, they feel like it's going to cost them money. And um, only businesses in the most expensive areas would have to pay workers at least 15 an hour by 2024. But the main problem with the bill is that every state is going to need to hike the minimum pay. So 
you know, this this is going to be tricky, you know, because this is a federal law that they're passing for the country. But it sounds to me like the states are still going to have some jurisdiction in how they handle or administer this. So I don't know. I'm just wondering, you know, when you're talking about smaller businesses, are they going to be able to survive when you have to pay out, you know, almost double what they pay now? I just wonder how that's going to work. Yeah, that's going to be you interesting know, I, to see. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a good thing, you know, that people should make more money for the work that they do. But I just wonder how is that going to all play out, you know, from the end to end. But I guess time will tell. I mean, I guess they could do it some different ways, I guess. Like you said, it depends on the state. They could make maybe $10 an hour, but maybe get some bonuses to bring it up to 15 you know. So without people losing their jobs, because like you said, if you're a small mom and pop and you have to pay 15 uh they got five employees, two of them might have to go because I have to be able to pay $15 because that's the law now. So. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the that's the only thing that that that, that concerns me, you know. Unless they can do it over time, you know what I'm saying? By the time that minimum wage thing goes up, maybe over time, you know. They, well, they, they said they, they by might 2024, to... so maybe no. they'll do it in some gradual way. Right, right. So, and then, like I said, you know, when bonus time come around, stuff like that, maybe that'll help push it up. So. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, fair, we'll fair. Yeah. I agree. All right. Uh, let's see. What else you have cuddle on um, Elijah coming? Okay. Sit back and put your seatbelts on. Well, if, if you if if anybody's interested in joining the conversation, hit us up tonight nine one four eight zero three forty three zero six, and press one to get in the queue. All right. Got some hot topics. Hit it and quit it now. So. We're going to keep it moving. Elijah Cummings tears into Trump's DHS chief over treatment of migrant children for about a good 10 minutes. Um, The House of Homeland Security Committee Chairman, um, Elijah Cummings, he tore into Department of Homeland Security, um, Kevin McAllen, I can't pronounce it, McAllen, McAllen or something, over the Trump administration's family separation policy and treatment migrant children at the um, detention facilities. So um, Elijah Cummings, he's talking to this guy, McAllen, and he's just saying that um, we are the United States of America and we are the greatest country in the world. We are the ones that can go anywhere in the world and can save people. Make sure that um, they have um, diapers. Make sure they have toothbrushes, which they're not giving out to to these um, people in detention centers. And make sure that they are not laying around defecating in some silver paper. Because that's what you see, that they're laying on that silver paper. And you're going to tell me that these people are defecating on that too? He's like, we're better than that. We're the United States of America. Come on now. So 
you know, the guy claims that, you know, conditions have changed and they're improving. And um, a lot of the companies, he's just saying that that's just not enough. We got to get it done. Just um, stop BSing and get the shit done. <laughs> that's that's like what I took from this, you know. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, he was laying them out. Yeah. Stop talking about it. Let's be about it. You know, if we're the most powerful country, so to speak, in the world, we should be able to help these people. I mean, you know, because I've, I've heard people say if they had dogs and cats in them cages, they'd be taking care of them better than these. they take care of these people. So, well, you know, it saying. would help if they regarded them as people and not as something mm-hmm. less than a person. I agree. But because of y'all president, 45, he constitutes this crap. And people will just continue to just follow behind him. You know, it, it gets worse. You know, these people are really coming out the woodwork. Yeah. I think if we had a, a caring and loving president, um, you know, like President Obama, it, things would be done by now or halfway done. At, at least. But look, let me let me pose this question to everybody. Do you think... If these immigrants had come from countries like Sweden or Greece or any place where people are white and they were being, you know, trying to come into the country illegally, do you think they would be treated the same way they're treating these uh, Latino people? Honestly, do you mm-hmm. think they would be mm-hmm. in cages, lying on the floor, mm-hmm. in silver foil, wrapped without showers and adequate hygiene products, etc.? I mean, let's be honest. Do you think so? Mm-mm. They wouldn't be. Mm-mm. Everything's in a look. Everything's in a situation and a, a religion and, and where they're from and what they're doing and what have you. And it's so sad because everything else is still, you know, still on the table. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's so many other illegal people out here in the world. They just hold around one area, you know, because it's a hub. But it ain't the only thing, you know. I mean, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. I think. If those people look more like the administration, this would be handled in a totally different way. But anyway, that's the hit and quitting headline. Go ahead, Kevin. Well, let me me just say this. I'm I'm just still baffled at where we are and how we're doing things. This is, what, 2019? And we seem like we're back in the 1950s. It's like... We're going through segregation, racism. Um, they say history repeats itself, and it's so sad that it, that this has to repeat itself. And at the top of the quote-unquote chain is this jackass 45. I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's what he has to be because yeah. he's supposed to be no, you're he, right. he's a leader. He's the leader of the free world. And it's sad that we are still controlled, quote-unquote, it's sad by a, a European, uh, um, you know, regime or whatever you want to call it. 
even though we have people of color that are in Congress and this and that, it just seems like, you know, we still don't have anybody at the top to help us to make yeah. those decisions. You, you you know, it's like committee after committee after committee. I'm tired of committees. I'm tired. I'm, I'm just ready for people to do something, you know. Yeah. At some point, you have to stop having meetings and start putting the meetings into action. Right. And that's what Elijah Cummings was talking about, you know. But then here again, who was head of it? This white guy, European, <laughs> there's nobody of color that's head of this. I mean, I'm not saying that if somebody of color was head of it, that they could jump through some hoops. They still have to go through red tape. Still got to deal with the quote unquote white man. It's sad. It's sad. Right. Yep. Well, that stuff just breaks my heart. I'm telling you, it's rough. It does break your heart. Well, that's it for the hit it and quit it headlines. We're gonna take another musical interlude with Lena Chanel, and again, it's Lena's birthday. So shout out to Lena Chanel and happy birthday. This is a song called Fall, so take a listen, and we'll be right back.
All right, welcome back to Pajama Party One. It was Papa Didi. Here with Kettle. Hello. And red wine. Bonsoir, darling. I thought it was darlings. 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 Bonsoir, darlings. Mon ami. Bonsoir, mon ami. Is it S or Z? S. I was about to say por favor, but that's a different language. All right, and that was Lena Chanel with uh, Fall. And again, you can check her out at lenachanel.com for more information on her music and what's going on with her. And now it is time for Papa Didi and what's popping. Well, I tell you. I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. You know, the one thing I was looking at uh, recently is the fact that, uh, you know, the election cannot be won unless. The one thing Trump is is doing is, even with his rhetoric and his belligerence, he's keeping a group of people together. I think that the Democrats right now are all over the place. I mean, they got they got representatives everywhere, every state in the union. Oh, and and, uh, the Democrats. Go in certain places. They don't go in real rural areas. They're they're afraid to get their feet wet, it seems, or or what have you. And um, it's just amazing how they're not ready. And the biggest thing I'd say too, and I I don't want to, I'm not going to put down the church at all, but I tell you, it's another entity that's not ready. You know, when you're about to have a major election, I think everybody needs to be on some kind of same accord, but. In the, in the world today, you got a, a bunch of, I mean, I've seen a, a bunch of little churches. I was up in Philadelphia, riding down 52nd Street, and I saw all these little storefront churches, at least 15 of them. And, and these churches all are, like, boarded up from the inside and all, and uh, very little maintenance because they called them something, something new. But uh, the beliefs of all these different churches, Sometimes it's not the belief of the, you know, the other people that are, that are when it comes to the election. We have like 20 different pockets of people around. You know, we got the Bernie Sanders people and this people and that people. And who likes who? We got the network people. We got the clergy's people. Everybody, it's like, and they're not going to pull it all together in a year. It even selfish, you know, since, since day one. Of what they're going to do if somebody's into the church and they're a member of the church and and they don't let anybody outside the church come in and do nothing. They don't even let you have a wedding in their church unless you're a member, you know. So they got their own little like little secret hiding place, and that's not going to let up by the time November of 2020 gets here. You know, I mean, this is not. It's just all everybody's in a different direction. You know, you got and. Especially the, the the black race. I mean, they're cut up in 15, 15 parts. You know, and then you know, the, the, Republicans, the Republicans just go on the same wavelength. And they, you know, they may hate Trump, but they figure like, you know, just keeping us a, you know, a spot. And, you know, we're able to just enforce our stuff. Because, you know, you win an election based on uh, what they call the electoral college uh, votes. Mm-hmm. Per you win per state. How many? How many? If you won that state, you get a certain amount of votes for that state because uh, Trump didn't win the 
popular vote. You know, Hillary won the popular vote, but when the popular vote doesn't doesn't mean nothing. You got to go into core. You got to go in areas that are like, you know, just straight uh, honored to see that come to their town. You know, their that that election thing. But everything is so spread out. I just don't. I don't know. Twenty different candidates, the clergy people, all kinds of people with different views. And and what is it going to narrow down when they pull a a nominee? Really, you think? No, not at all. I can get that way, and, and it's just right now it's a mess. They need to pull together, pull together. You know, I'm just saying. No, you just saying. I'm just saying. You know, you don't know who's running what. Everything is all a muck. You know, you got Elijah Cummings over here. You got this one over there. You got that one over there. You got, and you got Joe Madison got his little group, and everybody got their little group. And, you know what I mean? Everybody got their little powwows, and then we need to, like, smash that. Come together and, and find out who's coming up with the best stuff. And Because then what's going to kill it is by the time we narrow that that line of 25 people on who's going to be the nominee, we're going to be exhausted. You know what I'm saying? It's like, who do we, who do we pick? Who do we not want? Who do we, you know, pick the one that looks... Uh, the best in their clothes. It looks the best in their convincing. You know, somebody got some hypnotic natures and whatever the case may be. But uh, you know, they gotta win. They if they don't get this stuff together and start thinking they gonna at least challenge and come up, then it's gonna be ugly. You know. Anyway, that's all I got to say on that. Okay. You're right. I. Agree. Nine thousand pockets. It's a lot of splinters. Mhm. But the problem with people coming together is there's too many people that want to be in charge, and nobody wants to be a follower. But most of it is attitude, cause, and and I I'm not I'm not picking on them. It's the pastors around here, and they don't even get along with each other. They got their different views. They got their level of arrogance, and they got their their. I tell you, some of the people that's following the pastors and the clergy, they're just like the. The cult members underneath Trump, they'll do what they say, you know. And when the leaders in church got to get together and come up with the right decision, because these people just waiting for to, you know, say the wrong thing, and now they go after, you know, pastor such and such over there in whatever town, you know. And he's talking to now all the black folks coming over here to this church, and everybody's going, it's, really, come on, too many churches. You know, too many everything, and nobody's able to get anything done. Well, like I said, it's because you got too many people that want to be leaders and not enough people that want to follow because all these people that are leaders say that they're right and other folks are wrong. Yeah, I agree. That's the problem. All right, well, thank you, Papa Didi. That was what's popping. Uh, Let's see. Uh, If you want to get in on the conversation, give us a call tonight. Don't be scared. 914-803-4306. We are still celebrating the birthday of Lena Chanel, who sings our theme song, which you hear at the open and close of our show every Friday night. So a shout-out to you, Lena Chanel. Happy birthday. Uh, We're going to take another musical break and come back with the weird news. 
Uh, this is Lena Chanel on my mind, and we'll be right back. Keep this up, we should already be done I can't help the thing that I feel for you Again, mon ami, and it's now time for the weird news. Y'all not going for that, huh? Okay, well that's all right. No nope. weird news is my favorite. <laughs> I don't care, bear. It's time for the weird stuff. news. Yeah, right. well, it's right. I'm, I'm getting myself pumped up because I got this first story that's like, ugh, I hate to have to report it. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Florida man tied up his wife's lover and cut off his penis. What can I say? This happened in Bell, Florida. Authorities say a Florida man held his wife's lover at gunpoint, cut off the man's penis, and fled with it. Wow. News outlets report 49-year-old Alex Bonilla was arrested hours later on charges including aggravated assault. The Gilcrest County Sheriff's Office released a statement this past Tuesday that said Bonilla broke into his neighbor's home. Oh, this was a neighbor? Broke into his neighbor's home on Sunday, tied the neighbor up, and mutilated his genitals with scissors. Oh, gosh. Deputies say the victim told authorities that, uh, you know, this guy came in there and did what he did, and then Vanilla, who's the man who injured this guy, took the severed penis and fled across the street to his own house. An arrest report says Vanilla caught his wife and the victim having sex back in May. (laughs) And since all this happened, the victim was hospitalized. Man, I wonder did they uh, retrieve the penis that Vanilla ran across the street with? That's crazy. Okay, moving on. What you got, Kettle? Ooh, I'm trying to get past that story. <laughs> yeah, that makes you want to, like, put your knees together real tight. <laughs> yes, yeah, it sounds like Elena, Elena Bobbitt story. Or they made a movie out of that. Yeah. That's just crazy. Uh-huh. Um, a toxic lake in Russia 
Oh, boy. Siberia becomes selfie sensation. Okay, Moscow. Residents of a city in uh, Siberia don't need to fly off to a tropical uh, to tropical locales for picturesque selfies taken by Frenchstein turquoise water. Thousands of uh, Nova Nova Brisk residents, ranging from scantily-clad women to newlyweds, have been busy Instagramming near a bright blue lake nicknamed the Siberian Maldives. The lake is blue, however, due to a chemical reaction, oh, my God, between toxic waste elements from a local power plant. Environmentalists are warning people against coming in contact with the water. They're going to do it anyway. A Russian uh, environmentalist warned that the water in the lake can cause uh, allergic reaction or even chemical burns if ingested or touched. The water is saturated with heavy metals and harmful substances. Oh, boy. They, um, Friday, they, uh, it has deployed guards to keep trespassers at bay, but insists the lake the lake presents no environmental danger. <laughs> you say one thing. You How can it be else. no environmental danger if it's got toxic crap in it? Oh my God, they just full of crap. But I guess it looks clear blue, like clear blue water. They want to take the daggone pictures. I'm like, Mm-mm. I don't want to be yeah. around it. I don't want to touch it. <laughs> Are you crazy? Go figure. That's like those crazy people taking selfies at the edge of uh, a cliff and falling over. Ooh, that that stuff is a mess. I can do it. Mm-mm. No. Nope. No, I you couldn't pay it. me to go out on those cliffs. Yep, Grand Canyon and all that stuff. If somebody right. said they gave you a million dollars, you wouldn't do it? Nope. <laughs> I would okay. not. I'm sorry. I'd have to leave that money on the table. I can't do it. What good is a million if I'm dead? Anyway, all right. Keep it moving. What you got for us, Papa Didi? Oh, man. Let's see. Got the uh, uh, U.S. Air Force warns against a joke event to uh, Storm Area 51. To storm Area 51? Yeah, whatever. Let me try to read this and see if it makes more sense. This is in Las Vegas for Associated Press. The U.S. Air Force has warned people against uh, participating in an Internet joke suggesting a large crowd of people uh, stormed Area 51. Does that really exist? Top secret Cold Cold War uh, test site in Nevada Desert. You know, all this time I thought Area 51 was not a real place. Apparently it is. <clears throat> okay, so what about it? It was um, a prank event on Facebook that uh, attracted more than one million interested people. Suggests that a mass of people attempt to run into the uh, <laughs> mysterious site at 3, uh, at 3 a.m. on September 20th. <laughs> the site is uh, part of the vast Nevada test and training uh, range and and uh, has become uh, 
the center of UFO conspiracy theories. Looks like that area over there in Las Vegas with all that desert and all that wide sky. They're seeing all kinds of stuff <laughs> that they're calling. Yeah, they say they're going to bum rush it, huh? So it's not really something for real. They're saying it's no. an internet joke. Internet joke, and then it didn't come off like it's supposed to. Instead of people uh, putting stuff in jail and, uh, I mean, putting stuff in jail. So instead of people putting stuff in perspective and uh, they're just, they're out there, you know. They got wide open skies. And they be calling stuff the Big Dipper and the Little Dipper and, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just a culture. Uh, well, let me ask you this. <clears throat> Do you think they really have alien bodies and stuff from over the years housed no. out there? No, they don't. So you don't think they've been doing experiments on aliens and all that stuff mm-hmm. in Area 51? And plus, when you store stuff, as long as you put stuff in a plastic container and not boxes. If you got stuff stored in boxes, you really need to transfer that as soon as possible. Well, they probably got it in some kind of cylinder with yeah, vinegar or something to preserve it. You well, know, you like you just said they got it, but how you know they got it? No, I'm, I'm saying mind. if I was going to preserve something, I would use something a liquid that preserves stuff, like oh. a vinegar or something. You remember back in school when you had to do those uh, dissect. Uh, an animal or something, they had that liquid that they kept it in to preserve it from breaking down and all. I'm only 29, so. Oh, excuse me. I never cut open that. You never had a science uh, biology class or anything where no, you had to dissect? I'm 29, something? my mama was 42. <clears throat> okay. Well, I'm going to step over here before lightning strikes. All right, well, that's the weird news. So if you want to get in on the conversation tonight, give us a call. Uh, what's the number, Papa? 914-803-4306. And what did it have to do, Press Kettle? Press one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh, let's see. Are we going to take a break? Yeah, we can break, too. All right. Oh, let's see. Let's see. Do we have any more of Lena Chanel music? Let me check. You know, we're celebrating the birthday of our theme song singer, Miss Lena Chanel. Uh, Today is actually her birthday. So shout out to you, Lena Chanel. We hope you're having a wonderful day. Yeah, she's been doing her thing. So uh, let's see. Okay, we, we do have one more piece we can share with you, so... We'll let you take a listen to that, and then we're coming back with me. And I'm just saying, this is Lena Chanel, and we'll be right back on the other side of the break. Thank you. 
Tina Chanel, our songstress for our theme song. We're celebrating her birthday. Uh, let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Papa. Uh, yeah, Lena, she's a friend of the show. And uh, happy birthday, Lena, a.k.a. Short Stack. <laughs> Short Stack. <laughs> happy birthday, Short Stack. All right, uh, let's see. It's time for I'm Just Saying with moi. With moi. With yeah. moi. And tonight I'm talking about diversion does not make it go away. I hate to do it, but I have to talk about 45. You know, all these diversion tactics do not make the fact that he is doing a lot of racist and saying a lot of racist things. They tell me if you walk like a duck and quack like a duck, chances are you're a duck. So for people to keep saying, oh, he doesn't have a racist bone in his body, I'm not talking about his bones. I'm saying, sir, you are a racist, and you have proven it over and over again. It pains me to have to say that, but i got to call it like I see it. If I'm wrong, then Lord forgive me, but that's the way it looks to me. All these diversion tactics, all this attacking uh, the group that now are being called the squad, uh, four of the women of color in Congress, the way he has gone after them, now you got people chanting stuff, and as a result, I read an article where a store owner turned away someone who came into their store who was not looking like them and basically told this person, go back to where you came from. I'm like, see, it doesn't take much. You put it out there, and people just pick up with it and run. All they needed was just a little tiny bit of encouragement and they just take it and run with it, you know, and that's not cool. That's not what America is supposed to be about, at least what we claim to be about. So to see this kind of behavior going on now, it's just ridiculous, and it's just all a bunch of diversions. He's got so much mess going on around him, women between women who have accused him of sexual misconduct, legal situations going on between his business and what he isn't supposed to be doing or should be doing and is not, stuff going on with his campaign, people around him that are falling like flies because they're getting caught in in the midst of their bull crap. You got so much stuff going on, and you spend your time throwing out diversions. It's like when you go to the park and you feed the pigeons, and you just say, oh, I, I want the pigeons to go over here. Let me throw a handful of stuff, crumbs or bread, to my right. And now I can get some space on the left because I'm going to get them to all run to the right. That's what I see happening. And it's not like people don't know it, but he does such outlandish things. It's like the media feels like they have no choice but to cover it. I don't even think they could ignore stuff like that rally in North Carolina. You got people chanting you know, to, to send these women back to where they came from. These are American citizens. Only one of them was not born in this country. So for the three who were born here, send them back where? They came from here. I saw something where there was a man who was of Asian descent, family-wise, but he was born in Texas. 
He said he's so tired of people asking him, where are you from? He tells them Dallas. And they say, oh, no, I don't mean where you live. Where are you really from? He said, well, I was originally born in, you know, some other city in America. And people feel like he's playing a game with them. He's like, look, I know I look Chinese because my people are Chinese. But I was born here. I am an American citizen. So don't be fooled by what you see. But these are the kind of things that people have been dealing with since, like, forever. And I think a lot of people have just been suffering in silence and not really bringing it up. But this is the kind of stuff that people now feel emboldened to attack and to come at people just because you got somebody like 45 who's making them feel free to just go after people. You know, I'm just saying, all these diversion tactics, just because you're throwing out diversions does not make you any less of a racist than the racist that you are. You are who you are and what you are. And for you to keep on saying that you've got a problem with all these so-called illegal people in the country, you like Papa Didi mentioned earlier, there's a lot of illegal people here. And they're not all from a Latin, a Latin country. There are illegal people here from Asian countries, African countries, from European countries, but we're not going after them. For some reason, he just wants to go after the brown people coming from Central America, claiming that they're rapists and, and criminals and all this kind of stuff. Just like the way people say black people are thugs and criminals and all this. You can't keep labeling people. I'm, I'm just tired of all of the the bull. I'm tired of it. All these diversionary tactics, we need to somehow get beyond it and just stay focused on what's really at issue here. What's at the center of the problem? And the center of the problem is 45. I hope the Democrats can pull together, pick a candidate who you think can defeat him, and let's focus on that. We got to stop all the infighting, stop worrying about what these four women that they call the squad are saying or doing, let's focus on, as the saying goes, keep your eyes on the prize. The prize is getting 45 the hell out of there. So can we just stay focused and not get sucked into the diversion? This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying stay focused. Don't get diverted because it's a trick and it's a trap. That was a good one, Red One. Thank you. That was a good I'm one. Just saying. Yeah. It's just so much. It's so much. And I feel like we spend way too much time caught up in his diversionary tricks. But anyway, such is life. Oh boy. All right. Well, we're gonna take a quick break, and then we're coming back with Papa Didi and Living for the City. He's cooking up a good one for us. So, uh, again, shout out to Lena Chanel. Happy birthday to her. Our songbird that does the theme show. I keep saying that. The theme song for the show. Uh, Tonight is her birthday, so we just want to celebrate her. Tell her how much we love and appreciate her. And uh, we're going to take this quick break. And we are coming right back with, what did I say, with Papa Didi? Yeah, we're coming back with Papa Didi and living for the city. He's working on something for us, so 
We'll be right back on the other side of the break. All right, students, settle down, settle down. Today's lesson is on weed etiquette. Just because weed has been legalized in certain states, uh, people need to understand that they should use weed etiquette when visiting friends and family. Now, if you choose to smoke weed when visiting friends and relatives who don't smoke weed, please remember these rules. Number one, go outside. Number two, collect the roaches. Number three, stand away from the house. Number four, wash your hands and mouth when you come back inside. And remember, everyone does not want to get high with you. So don't take it personal. Some people may be on parole. Some may be interviewing for jobs where drug testing is required. And some may be in AA and they just can't get high with you. Maybe they just don't like the smell of weed. Did you think of that? So remember, if you sit in the car and smoke weed and come back in the house and sit on their nice upholstered furniture, that smell will remain in their sofa for quite a while. And they may not like that. Weed is not a cologne or a perfume. Everyone doesn't want to smell it. So make sure you use weed etiquette when you do your thing. This has been a public service announcement for Weed Etiquette, and we thank you for your time. Hey, 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 Father, pass me the joint, man. What you doing? I'm waiting for the teacher to get Students, settle down. Settle down. Hey, hey, hey. Students, okay, share share with the teacher. Share with the teacher. Students, share with the teacher. I'm going to go back to the town party on the old Papa D. Demi Ruketo. Hello. And red wine. Hey. Oh, darling. Bonsoir, boozy, beef, 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 beef. Hey there. Anyway, it's time for Papa Didi's segment, Living for the City. You're listening to the Pajama Party Show on Blog Talk Radio. We're going to kick it over to you, Papa Didi. What's I hope I gave you food for thought when I mentioned all the different pockets of uh, just black folks alone that are doing their thing. And they really, they have nothing in common. And they're not going to unify at all, you know. I mean, I think that Barack had the ability to pull people together based on his even tone. And he was able to hypnotic bring people in perspective. But nobody has that ability right now. I mean, you look at uh, Bernie Sanders is too old and too corny. You know, and it's just a lot of them. Everybody's kind of just washed up already. You know, you got 25 people going up for a nomination. Or really, I mean, are you serious? And nobody's really taking the other serious. And how's it going to unify in that time frame? And how are you going to trust and believe the one person that's left? I mean, if they don't believe in a person now, they're never going to believe in them. And all they're going to do with the base is anger and anger with that person and become more separated from them and, and more divisive towards them. So uh, it's, it's almost a lose-lose situation. It was really sad, you know. And uh, I don't know. But uh, another thing I want to talk about was uh, SiriusXM. I prescribe SiriusXM. We have a channel there called Urban View which uh, informs you of different things. You have different people that work on there. And I'm not going to name names. I don't want to 
embarrass nobody or no personality on there. But uh, it's channel 126 in Urban View. But I honestly say that a couple of those uh, shows on there, well, I'm not, I don't listen to all of them. They got your money shows on Saturday with with the uh, gentleman and the other young lady. She does a money thing. and a, But um, they have uh, a couple of these shows that all they do is play commercials. And it's amazing. It's like a black audience. It's a black subject run by black people, and they're just advertising everything under the sun. Especially this one young lady comes on the afternoon. I'm not going to embarrass her by saying her name. But she's a popular person on there. I'm not going to give her initials or anything, but she's a pop, very popular person in the afternoon on Urban View. And t- today alone, she just was advertising everything from bras to blinds and everything else you can have, you know, during the whole show. And they put their name on it at the end of the advertisement, I guess, to get the credit for using that person's name when you order. And I'm saying to myself, what, so what, what are you talking about anymore? Your show used to be good. You used to have guests on here and really speak informative. Now you're throwing different, even uh, the other gentleman, uh, Al Sharpton, has a show on there. His show has a ton of commercials. I mean, I was sitting there, I was riding down 95, this now Sharpton, and I swear this is, uh, he went off the air about maybe five after, not off the air, but took a commercial break around five after two. He didn't come back until like quarter three. With commercials from all over the sun. And I'm saying, how are we going to pay attention to your show on a, a station that we subscribe to? And all these ones advertise and everything like uh, Lockmate and all these little different superficial things and the company that kills your, uh, they get rid of your uh, timeshare. You know, the guy with the country accent. I'm JB and I get rid of your timeshare. Bye, 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 you know. And he's just over and over advertising, advertising. I was like, wow. I thought when I signed up on uh, SiriusXM, it'd be not only commercial free, but, you know, but it's not. It's not. And it's becoming very commercialized. And here's another uh, outlet that we need to be unifying under in order to bring something in, somebody in to beat Trump. And Trump is saying stuff to his base real wild and crazy. To keep them talking, he keeps them interested. He keeps them up to date. He keeps them in real time. But we got nobody. You know, as Democrats, you, you have nobody. You couldn't even call somebody to help you fix a flat tire right now. That's how separated we are as, as people. So, anyway, it's going to put it out there. Okay. I feel you on this. It is a lot of commercials. All right. Well, thank you for that, Papa Didi. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cattle, do you want to take a break or you want to go right into the Hollywood wrap-up? Yeah, give me a little CC break. Just for about a minute. All right. We'll take a quick break and come right back with Kettle and the Hollywood wrap-up on the Pajama Party Show. Blog Talk Radio. Be right back. It's the Friday night adult talk show, The Pajama Party, on Blog Talk Radio. Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Visit us online at www.apajamaparty.com. Click the banner and you can join us online. 
or call us right now at 914-803-4306. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and call us now, 914-803-4306, and tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved up front just for you at the Pajama Party. And remember, it's PJs only, no clothes allowed. Pass it on. Now let's get back to the Pajama Party crew and more of the Pajama Party. That better not be my robe. All right, and we're back on the Pajama Party show. This is Red Wine. I'm here with Kel. Hello. And Papa Didi. <laughs> and it's time for the Hollywood wrap-up. Time for the Hollywood wrap-up with Cattle. So, uh, let's see. Cattle, we're going to shift gears and give it to you. What's happening in Hollywood this week? All right. We're going to get right to it. Well, as everybody knows, um, the premiere is tonight. It was actually on Thursday that it started, the the, um, Lion King, but the official day was tonight, the opening. And they said they've already reached a hundred million dollars, and that was overseas. Woo! That's what I said. Um, so um, this was um, Lion King was introduced in 1994, but um, they have uh, redigitalized things. It's called photorealistic remake. Of the um, the Lion King, and of course we have all the greats. We have Donald Glover, Seth Rogen, Beyonce, Alfred Wooder, um, Keegan Michael Key, um, and there's a whole bunch of other uh, voices that we hear in this particular remake. Which I know everybody should go out and support it. I guess this weekend. So you got your ticket, uh, Red Wine. No, I don't have my ticket, but I would like to see it. I saw the trailer yeah. for it, and it looks like it's going to be really good. I agree. And they say they, they stuck basically to the same um, story, but uh, probably, you know, a little surprises. Of course, with Beyonce, um, you know, she probably did the soundtrack and um, probably some other surprises are probably in there also. So we shall see. Um, interesting. The trailer for Cats. This is going to be interesting. The first trailer for the feature film version of the beloved Broadway musical Cats dropped on Thursday. Um, you have people like Jennifer Hudson, Idris Alba. He is really expanding himself. Um, oh. Taylor Swift. Um, and what? James Corden. Yeah, Taylor Swift and James Corden. Also a newcomer. Okay. Um, Francesca Hayward. She is um, biracial, but she plays the lead as White Cat. And there's some big uproar or controversy on Twitter. Why they have a lead role for it's a White Cat and the girl is African American. But um, anyway, she's getting paid. She's getting her paycheck, so don't bother her money. <laughs> That's how I feel. Um, okay. things like her, her face had been altered and her coloring changed. 
not just to look like a cat, but in order to obscure um, that she's black. But if you go look her up, you'll see she's biracial. Her her father was um, British, and her mother is uh, from Kenya. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. That's a newcomer. Also, we have another uh, remake coming back, Top Gun. This is a sequel. This won't be back. This this won't be out until 2020, uh, July 26, 2020. Um, you got some newcomers, John Hamm, Ed Harris, and Lewis Pullman. They've joined the cast. Um, uh, the guy Goose, which was his best friend, um, Tom Cruise's best friend, died in the first original one. But they're going to show um, his son. His son is going to take over more or less his father's role. Um, so that should be interesting. So it'll be an interesting okay. role. They have a new leading lady, Jennifer Connelly. Um, she's going to join the cast. And I guess that's going to be Tom Cruise's love interest. And um, also Val Kimmer. He's coming back also. So oh, okay. Yeah. Did you see the first one? I saw most of it. I don't think I've ever seen Top Gun from start to finish. You you and me both. I'm a Tom Cruise, uh, you know, person, but I like him in Mission Impossible. So, but I have to go back and see the first one. So maybe I'll, I'll check that DVD out this weekend. Also, yeah. Janet, Chris Brown, and Fifty Cent they perform in Saudi Arabia. They did not boycott. They wanted to get paid, so that's what they did. Nicki Minaj, she boycotted it because of the um, journalist that got killed over there. Um, yeah. She boycotted it, but Janet Jackson, 50 Cent, Chris Brown, they're they going to get their money. They're going to get paid. So uh-huh. it was a concert that was sold out and had 62,000 concert goals. You can't beat that. Wow. Yeah. So, Nicki Minaj, she's standing for something. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You can't be at every set, so he figures who sit this one out. Okay. Yep. And one last thing. Adidas in Arizona, Arizona Ice Tea, was offering 99-cent sneakers. Only in New York City and only for two days, Thursday and Friday. The, um they featured 99 cents. I'm sorry, the, the, the tennis shoes look atrocious. They said they wanted them to be 99 cents because since the um, start of Arizona Ice Tea in 92, they have always offered a large can of Arizona Ice Tea for 99 cents. So this is what they wanted to do, and they created a frenzy. That's the last thing that I saw on the news today, that they needed security. Cops came out, and then after all of that, they left with the shoes in the van. I'm like, are you serious? Really? Wow. So they didn't even leave the shoes for the people to purchase the shoes. There was two trucks full of shoes, and they left. Yeah. What did they look like? Did they look like it? Did they look like it was worth ninety nine cents? Uh, no. The quality, I'm not sure about the quality, but the look of them, they look like a can of Arizona iced tea. So. Okay. Yeah, that's what I said. 
Yeah. They created a frenzy and they got it. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to yep. drink Arizona iced tea, but I don't want to wear it. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> Uh, 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 yeah, that didn't make any sense, but anyway, whatever works. Mm-hmm. Huh. My okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you, Kettle. Well, let's see. Well, you might as well go ahead and give us the cocktail of the week while you got the mic. All right. This I know is you got a good one. one. What's it called? The what? The wiki. W- wiki Wacky Woo. Wicky, wicky, wacky. Uh, it's similar to, um, comparable to the Long Island iced tea. So you'll see mm-hmm. in a minute. Is the ingredients are a half? Everything is a half an ounce of vodka, gin, and rum. Also, a half an ounce of the Bacardi One Fifty One proof rum. Half an ounce of tequila of your liking. A half an ounce of a triple sec. Okay. <laughs> Um, one ounce of almond one ounce of orange juice, an ounce of pineapple juice. I think you'll like that, Papa. And one ounce of cranberry juice. So combine all ingredients with ice and pour into a hurricane or parfait glass. Wow, that's a big glass. Garnish with an orange yeah. slice and the cherry. Well, that was Not a whole lot of half an ounce of this and that. That's a lot of ounces. Yeah. Yeah, well, a half an ounce. At least you're getting a whole ounce of the amaretto, orange juice, pineapple, and cranberry. <laughs> right, but I'm saying that's about, what, three ounces, three or four ounces right there. And then all those halves, that's going to make at least about, what, a, a seven-ounce drink? Three, yep, about three ounces, yep. You're right. So that's why I say put it in a hurricane or a parfait glass. That's a tall glass. Yeah. That's about seven ounces to knock you out. Yeah, maybe the orange slice and the cherry will cool it down, but I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. Oh. Not all that stuff. Wiki so wiki I see why it's com- compared to the. Uh, but I see why it's compared to a Long Island. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Long Island has what seven different uh, flavors. <laughs> I don't liking. know. I know it has a lot with some Coke. It's funny how Long Island tea does not have any tea in it at all. You're right. Why do they call it that? Does it look like iced tea? I, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say it must be the color. Yeah. Probably so. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, we'll make sure we get it posted up on the website over the weekend. And again, what's it called, Kettle? The Wiki Wacky Woo. Wiki Wacky Woo. Mm-hmm. Okay. I bet you couldn't say that after you drink one. Uh-uh. Nope. Woo. All right. Well, let's talk about the Kiss It list. We've been talking about it throughout the night. The Kiss It list is a list of people that we compile during the course of the show of people who have just shown off, acted ugly, cut up, shown their butt hiney, and deserve to be called out and told to kiss our you-know-what. So that's what we do with the Kiss It list. 
So, Kel, I'm going to give it to you. Who's on the kiss it list this week? Well, we got 45, but he's on there permanently. Yeah, we and, won't even um, list all the reasons why he's on there. It's too many. What's it? The guy's name that um, Elijah Cummings had to bust out? Him. Okay. Kevin McAllenan. Uh, put his ass on the secret list. Okay. He ain't doing shit. Also, we've got the four Chicago police officers that uh, covered up the way they killed Laquan McDonald. Oh, yeah. And um, Adidas and Arizona IC for doing that stupid crap that they did. <laughs> yeah. Got to put y'all on the kissing list. I mean, you have to see the crowd that was out there. It was crazy. You know, some people will buy anything. I guess because they said it's only 99 cents. We're going to buy it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. But also, uh, the cops that killed Eric Garner up there in Long Island, who got away mm-hmm. scot-free, all five or six of you, however many it was, all of you are on this week's Kiss It list. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I got to say, the, the Florida man that cut off his wife's lover's penis, that's not how you oh, deal oh. with infidelity, my man. Come on. If your wife was messing around with the neighbor, okay, then you just need to make a decision. Do you stay or do you go? But you don't cut and run. That's that's crazy. I know it is. Mm-mm. Yep. And uh, Roger uh, Cadell and Kraft. I haven't heard from Kraft lately, but put them on the kissing list. <laughs> yeah, he's been quiet. And uh, Attorney General Barr put him on the kiss it list because he's a jerk off. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all I have. You have any more? Nope. I think that's it. All right. Well, we have a special prize for everybody on this week's kiss it list. Kiss Here it is. My empire. My ass. All right, welcome back to the Big On Party. I'm one of your hosts, uh, Papa Didi. I'm here with, uh, what's her name? Uh, Uh-oh. Kettle and... Uh... <laughs> You're here with Kettle. I'm here. Yes. <laughs> and excuse you? And uh, Red Wine. Sigrid and Roy. Cheers. Oh, Sigrid and Roy Jr. 
And it's time for the last word because we're about to pack it up and get on out of here. So uh, you want to go first, Papa Didi? What's your last word? I'll go first. Okay, go for it. Last word is uh, the gathering of troops, man. You know, to, to if if they have one person already in office, they just want to keep him in office and do their thing. And I think Trump knows his job is to just act crazy. Everything's an act. So we have people all over the place, and they're gonna win. They gotta start doing a process on the nation real soon. So that's all I gotta say on that. All right, and my last word is: don't be fooled by the diversions. Stay focused. All this stuff Trump is throwing out is just something to divert you, to get you to pay attention to the bull crap. Don't lose your focus. Uh, and again, shout out to Lena Chanel. Happy birthday to her. Uh, over to you, Kel. Okay. Um, I wanted to. I'm gonna leave on a happy note. I have a um, interesting article here. A baby girl was born in St. Louis, and 7-Eleven gifted her $7,111 to a college fund. She was born on July 11th at 7-Eleven p.m. and weighed 7 pounds and 11 ounces. Wow. Are you kidding? Uh, what, what are the odds of that? Wow. So... 7-Eleven said, we're going to gift her $7,111 for college fund. That's that's awesome. Yep. Oh, that's pretty that's pretty cool. Uh-huh. She's a cutie pie. And look, they sent her um, little onesies. Of course, they got the uh-huh. advertisement. It has 7-Eleven, the logo on the onesies. Of course. <laughs> She'll probably grow up with the nickname 7-Eleven. It could be that that would be interesting, uh huh. But uh, yep, that's a cool little story. I like that. And uh, shout out to Lena Chanel and happy birthday. And we love you from the pajama party. All right. Well, we're done for the night. Thanks for hanging with us, and we'll do it again next Friday night, nine o'clock mm-hmm. Eastern, six o'clock Pacific. And you figure it out if you're in between. (laughs) If you're in between codes, you figure it out. But we'll be here again 9 o'clock Eastern, so we're going to say goodnight. Say goodnight, Papa. Papa just went out the room. All right, this is Red Wire, and I'm saying goodnight. Till next week, say goodnight, Kevin. Goodnight. All right, uh, let's see. We got one more Lena Chanel song, and then we're going to close it out from here. So we're done for the evening. Thanks for hanging with us, and we'll see you next Friday night. Happy birthday, Lena Chanel.
initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Yabiko, Gana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.